Spill it. Spill it. We spilled it. Hey guys. Hey guys. Assalamualaikum. Assalamualaikum. My name is Zafra. My name is Rabia. <laughs> um, I live in the UK. Rabia lives in the US. And we're cousins and we're best friends. And we're here to spill the jai. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Um, so today's topic is again going to be controversial, sad, and all that, like we always <laughs> do. And we say we won't, but we still do. <laughs> but it's just so the, hard with the way the world is going. I know. It's like, how can we not talk about it when it's like right in front of us? It, it just feels wrong yeah it does um but so today that a a fun episode will come out soon hopefully, <laughs> hopefully. if the world doesn't disappoint us again yeah. <laughs> okay. okay um so today we're going to talk about women's um experience in pakistan that has gone awfully wrong and i'm sure as a pakistani you've probably heard all these stories popping up and just going viral. So we thought we'll jump on the wagon, even though we're a bit late, but <laughs> well, we are a bit late. Sorry, guys. But um, should I start? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so we're gonna talk about three cases. First case is um, Gurdjlan Baluch's case, which happened on July 15, around three or 4 a.m. Basically, her husband killed her. Four children. One was nine, she, which was the eldest, and one was two years old. That was the youngest. And after um, the husband killed her, he actually went to the car and dr and drank instead of doing anything about the body or anything. But how she died was basically um, she was hit on the head by her husband and she fainted and then also died um what has happened with like the evidence that they have accumulated that they said that um her clothes were changed and there were bruises and blood everywhere her nose was bleeding um the neck was snow swollen her jawbone was broken um and then her entire body was covered in black bruises so the police arrested um that guy his name is Khalid and he take them to the Baldia police station um the murderer's family is actually very influential and we see that with a lot of cases so they own like a um cafe and bakery in Hyderabad so they're quite influential in their town and with using his influence they actually try to release um the murderer they try and bribe them to get out of the situation that's pretty much really it there wasn't really any further thing to go on with the case except that they said that they granted a five-day physical remand which means that they're basically going to reevaluate the case and see what they can do but right now nothing has come of it yet which is very sad and it's been i think months now since this happened so it happened july this year and it's yeah. september i i don't think 
much is going to happen based on how influential and rich his family is and how you know toxic the like judicial Culture. system is in Pakistan <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't even know like there's no words to describe it because like like it's just like a shock you know yeah that nothing just like absolutely nothing has come of it even with all the media um riot you can say there was nothing that happened with that riot and i don't understand where are the leaders now you know they talk about building pakistan into an amazing place but where are they because these have been highlighted so many times with the media and no one wants to do anything about it yeah and i think I think that they might be building a better Pakistan, but maybe just not for, you know, women in general, or um, I think this just highlights a bigger issue of domestic violence, which is just an issue I think everywhere, but especially in like Desi culture of just raising boys to be very like privileged and self-centered and like never saying no to a man and they're just used to that from their families and then they go straight from mom from mom to wife and so then if wife ever says no then that's <laughs> mom to wife <laughs> they, they do they go from mom to maid it's not a wife they go from mom to maid oh gosh <laughs> they skip the- well, let's not talk about everyone here but yeah i do get what you mean like it, it's quite it's common. an overall like society cultural norm yeah it is quite common but also like i don't so i saw this quote it was like um if you want to see how great a society is or a country is look at how they treat their women so i feel like it's not gonna be great if they don't treat their women right yeah no they they definitely that that needs to be worked on first um there is another case that's very similar and it's um Sa- Samia Ali's case. No, and- Saima. <laughs> My bad, sorry. Saima Ali's case. And it was same July. Um, and she was actually shot dead by her dad, Muhammad Raza Ali. And he actually came to the house and opened fire on his entire family. And a lot of the children... Uh, were left injured but she was the only one who died and she was the eldest Um, and basically the story was that the father was short-tempered and a drug addict and the mom of sorry that's just the people my housemates (laughs) oh um she lived separately from the dad for a few years because of the fact that he was abusive yeah he showed up to the house where the mom and her kids are living out away from him and he started yelling at her and then he just pulled out his gun and shot at his son wife and daughter and they actually went and lived with their cousins because of the abuse and the cousins were all hiding in the house and um once the dad left they tried to come out and save the daughter but she was already dead and lost too much blood so it was honestly a very sad moment for the entire family. I think that just goes to show that there's a big um, 
drug and abuse problem that needs to be taken care of. And I think a lot of it just has to do with the mentality there. And another thing is probably just like, there's, you know, there's causes that lead people to be um, abusive and drug addicts. And a lot of it can do with like poverty mentality. And I think, you know, helping people live like humane conditions. I think, yeah, definitely with this one, it might be to do with poverty and stuff because yeah, the the way it's portrayed, it's especially in Pakistan, it's like a big thing. And if you don't have money for some reason, this society thinks you have nothing and it turns into anger and rage and so many other things. Does it make it okay? But no, I it doesn't make it okay. That's why I'm trying to say, like, it's just how this whole world has set out to be and you cannot run away from it. And it's hard for people to then think that no money isn't everything and that you can yeah. still smile at least, you know? Yeah. Like, I do understand that, yes, money helps st- stuff, paying bills, all that. And yes, you will have stress. But it doesn't mean you go to extents where you're sad all the time. It doesn't make it okay. You need to work on yourself rather than go into these extremes. Yeah, I think it's hard to, you know, I think it's hard on everyone. And I think that it's a bigger issue. In this in this person's case, I think it was a bigger issue than you know, anger management, I think it was probably just years of, you know, not feeling good, feeling like crap, because of like, how society treated them and like, not probably not being able to get a job, get money, support their family. And um, maybe just own childhood trauma as well, that isn't worked out. Um, Which obviously, again, not doesn't make it okay (laughs) yeah not excusing any behavior but just trying to shed light that like things are bigger it's these things yeah it's these things that then evolve to death and murder and all these things yeah and i feel like there needs to be something put in place to stop this from happening because i i think like this is completely separate to the topic we're on but like when it comes to taxes and stuff, um, richer people pay less than people like middle class people. If we just put something in place to help the poor, these things won't happen. It's very, very, very rare it would happen. But the thing is, no one, no one cares. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, that's a good because um, I know in America, and I think this is worldwide issue. Like, there's one percent of the population that controlled around 90% of US wealth. So 1% of the population controls 90% of US wealth. You can just see like from that, it's such a big percentage. It's not small. America is a big country. It's horrible. Even if every middle-class person voted against something, their voices and their money wouldn't really matter because at the end of the day, like, we couldn't do anything, you know? It's like that 1% that would have to be willing to cave for there to be a big difference, any difference, honestly. 
Yeah. So, I mean, but then again, you like, can do things on smaller scales, but not on like a huge change to the nation. <laughs> yeah. But then again, also, just to reiterate, like, being a murderer, whether you're rich or poor, it's not okay. I think it's more than just money when it comes to that. I feel like you need to be a lot more of an evil person than just to like be poor and yeah. no one's gonna feel bad for you. <laughs> yeah, no. But I think in general, you know, everyone should just be, I think um, like, I know this is kind of like off topic, but recently here, um, I live in North Carolina and if anyone from here is listening at Chapel Hill, there was um, a couple, like, four suicides within the last month. And I think, you know, in general, like, rates of suicide and stuff is also increasing very rapidly. It just shows that the world isn't that nice of a place. And I think if people were just a little kinder and nicer, too, things would be better in general. Like, I think a lot Which of sounds people- very like lovey-dovey and all that but like yeah. it's true like kindness goes such a long way you don't even realize it yeah I agree I think I don't know it's just something I wanted to say after having to hear about all the suicides at Chapel Hill and stuff it's just like you know life can be hard for everyone so everyone you meet you should just be just spread a little bit of kindness and you don't know how long it can go. But yeah, yeah. there was um, one other case that we wanted to talk about. It kind of inspired the whole movement for like Pakistani women's rights and, you know, obviously inspired our podcast as well to make this. And it was in many headlines. Um, And yeah, I think it's like, yeah, it was like the worst one yet to be fair. Like when I read this, it was like, oh my god how how much can we take like this is unreal who would do that but anyways let's talk about this case um so this is the case of the girl noor Makadam. um on july 20th the beheading of noor Makadam made headlines all over the world <laughs> so she was 27 years old very young and she was killed by a family friend called zahir Jaf- Jafir? Jafir? Yeah, I think that's fine. Never heard of that surname. Anyways, um, he was 30 years old, again, from a very influential family, of course. Um, the murder was extremely disgusting, gruesome. It was horrible. Um, so basically what had happened was that this guy, he wanted to marry her, but she rejected him, so he has all his ego now, <laughs> like out yeah. out in the open, and he wants to do something about it. So this guy decides to, was it grab her on the in the streets? I think she was headed over to um his house. Okay, and then this all happened. Yeah. Okay, so she was headed over to his house. He became extremely violent um beat her up shot her just everything bad and then 
Um, also, before this, all this happened, there's also reports of her getting raped by him. And then basically after he tormented this girl's body and she was literally dead, she, he decided to bring it even further and cut her head off, beheaded her literally. And um, that they said so that- That disgusting. It really does. And uh, they said that her head was on one side of the room and her other body was on the other side of the room. And that's how it was left. And according to the police, um, he had blood all over his clothes and that there were two friends that with him that held um, Noor hostage for two days straight before before the murder actually happened. So before like all this beheading and all of that, she was actually tortured for two days straight. <sighs> <laughs> which is a lot I, like, I, I can't even say anything yeah you just need like a break from this oh my god like i can't even comprehend the torture basically after everything happened actually they like obviously found the body um then they took in zahir to the um police because they that was their prime suspect and the police um asked if um he had his mobile phone because it was like said that he called her or she called him while she was going over there and they also found the gun that he used and the knife um so basically Zahir was definitely their prime suspect and for a while <laughs> he's the I only suspect how could yeah, he, he is, not be yeah, I don't know how he couldn't be, but they they tried to get him for bail, but I don't think that it worked because of the like uproar from all these cities around the world doing vigils for um bearing more. in mind, like I'm pretty sure if this didn't get the hype it did, he would have gotten away with zero crime. Oh, hundred percent. A hundred percent. And eventually on um September 9th. He asked if he could do an in-camera hearing for the Noor Mukaddam murder case. He wanted to do a plea. And on September 11th, he actually confesses to killing Noor. Um, basically, and the DNA test come back. And that's when it was found that she was also raped before being killed. And the only thing that has yet to be submitted are the phone reports from the mom of Zahir, the dad of Zahir, Zahir himself, Noor, Noor's parents. They all had to submit phone records and those haven't been published to the uh, public yet. And also on September 19th, they found out that uh, Zahir Jaffer, which is Zahir's dad, um, is an accomplice in the case. And he basically helped him get rid of the body after he killed and he said wasn't it wasn't it both his parents yeah i think but i'm not sure they didn't fully say how the mom is involved but i'm sure she i'm sure it's just because she knew that her son did it and uh, i think the whole family was hiding evidence from the police yeah yeah which is like i mean like i hope no one's kids turns out like that but if your kid does do something like that how could you 
like I would tell my kid yeah go go to jail <laughs> you know like I hope not um <laughs> no I get what you're saying like I I think that people go to great lengths to protect their child but I think um you shouldn't case, who cares the the extent this guy has gone through how could you not do you not have like but, a I mean, sense of morality family, his family is just as bad because obviously his dad wanted to help dispose of the body exactly they're they don't they think the same there's no difference well there's a physical difference but like the way they're thinking is so wrong <laughs> yeah. no i agree 100 percent. i think that what's sad also about Noor's case is the reason it's so famous is because she's from very an influential family as well yeah. yeah so and so is he so Zahir and Noor were both from very rich influential families I think they even their parents worked together uh before and like used to see each other at Dawoods and all of that so I think that that's why this um case got so much attention because it was too very powerful family. yeah it was like let's see who wins now <laughs> yeah exactly so i think it sucks because a lot of the other um cases have gone got swept under the yeah, carpet yeah so but, many so yeah, many like yeah. things that probably we couldn't even imagine i mean if this this case has gotten highlighted but i'm pretty sure there's gonna be so many more gruesome cases just like this if not worse i'm a hundred percent sure <laughs> no and i think another thing me and zafra both realize and recognize while looking at these is that there's a lot of acid attack cases both in pakistan and india it's very oh, yeah. common in uk in uk there's so many um I, where i used to live before um there was a street where this was so common to the point that when me and my mom um went there we used to like lock our doors put our windows up because people from random ass places you don't even know would just throw acid on you for no reason at all wait what why did you guys go there it was just like a street near our house it was nothing it was like the talk of the town you could say at that time where um someone random got acid attacked so we were all kind of terrified but like we used to go there like anyways and it's like the only like place where you get like halal stuff in your own kind of food so oh, that, makes sense. that makes sense but yeah so i think that a lot of but the, the thing is it's not it's not like why did we go there it's it's you can be on the street you're on right now and there could be an acid attack there but at that time it was very like big because it recently happened no yeah that's true i just thought maybe it was like like i guess like it sucks but yeah we shouldn't have to avoid situations like that those situations shouldn't happen in the first place yeah but like what we're trying to say is that it, it usually does happen to women women are more prone to abuse it's it's on the internet it's on google anyone can google it <laughs> yeah those other cases do happen but yeah usually women are the victim or even if male are the victims it's other male doing it to them it's very few when um 
females are the abused are the people um the abuser abusers yeah i think that also it's good to mention that like a lot of times like i even asked my mom about this when all of this came out and like a lot of times that women get attacked is because they will like not like you know be flirty with someone who's flirting with them on the street or say no to like a marriage proposal that's yeah. like that's a very common reason to attack a woman and like you know in islam like no one should force okay. yeah i was gonna come to this next so i was gonna talk about that because so our podcast's episode to this time it's called my rights versus society and the reason we chose that name is because our rights in islam is so much different to what society has made it out to be like women are supposed to be kept they're like treasures of their of their house in islam they're called the queens of the house you know and to see how we are treat not me but like in general (laughs) we are treated it's just like it's horrible like how could you do that and a lot of people do this in the name of islam like i don't know where they get these facts from where they (laughs) like get their knowledge from but it's totally the opposite and a lot of people do have this conception yeah i think a lot of people in their um, minds justify a lot of wrong things with religion they use religion as like an excuse to do whatever they want without actually like understanding the any concept understanding the concept under understanding the context in which something has been said and i think that i but i do think that there is a change in this newer generation newer, yes me, me and I've you were talking it. about this yeah yeah like especially like yeah definitely like even like i think both of our brothers were raised by a female dominated house <laughs> like it's a it's very so i think they've um understand life through a woman's gaze better <laughs> I just have seen that change personally that like even I'm part of like PAXA which is like Pakistani student organization and I would say like the other board members like they when they speak to you it's like they're speaking to an equal not that they're like talking down to you which is like how it's mansplaining (laughs) yeah mansplaining and stuff and they'll like take your ideas into consideration which is like some it's just like something that isn't um, done yeah so i was um um when i used to volunteer at like girl scouts like helping little girls do their little arts and crafts and stuff um there was like this guy who came in because we couldn't work out how to fix the ac and stuff and he literally goes there's a button and that button is used to on the ac okay and the button is right there and we're like okay we know how a button works <laughs> like, yeah, what the heck? but you know like he's just like really like dumbing it down like we didn't know anything <laughs> yeah. i don't get why men do that sometimes um but yeah oh also there's last thing sorry just want to add one more yeah. thing there is the case about dr afia Siddiqui, although that's not very 
um, men versus women related to more politics. But I really, really want to talk about this because this has been going on since I was little, you know? I'm. Have you yeah. heard about it? No, I actually haven't. Okay, well, when I was young, my mom told me about this and it basically was about a girl who went into MIT. She studied in America. She's like, she had a great research about how children's brain work and how we should use that into education and how our education can go so much more further with this research. And this was her whole like, like it was amazing, like the the things she came up with and now people actually used her research, but her name's not on it, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, she got, she went, she was coming from America to Pakistan, I think, or the other way around um, to, but I think it was to Pakistan to like basically show Pakistani uh, like schools and stuff her like research so Great that her. they could use it. Yeah. in their education. And um, in the middle, like in on the in the airport, I think they grabbed her and they said that she's a terrorist, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and they she's still in jail um, and they beat her up, took all her food away from her, like every halal food she had that her parents gave her in jail. They took that away from her. Um, she is completely and utterly bruised. Um, she's super pale she looks and like even in her like from jail she said that like don't worry about me I'm already dead inside like I'm dead like <laughs> you know like they've treated her so horribly and this has been going on for 20 years now and it finally got some light when I'm saying some light it got viral for one day and then nothing happened um Imam Omar Suleiman, he did a protest for her, which obviously he does everything good. He's he's amazing, <laughs> but nothing really came out of it. And I just can't believe that it's been 20 years and just nothing, like no justice. This girl was literally just a kid who graduated and suddenly she's all of a sudden a terrorist and got her whole life taken away from her. She has two kids that now live with her um sister in america no, i i think in pakistan not too sure but i think in pakistan so her husband was in pakistan i'm not sure where her husband is to be honest <laughs> yeah like where was he not fighting for his woman <laughs> i don't know i don't know about her husband to be honest i don't think they're together but i could be wrong because her kids don't live with their father that makes sense that is actually really sad i can't believe i've never heard about that i thought you did my mom like when this first got like when she got arrested my mom told me and my brother about this and we were like oh my god that's so sad <laughs> yeah maybe my mom did tell me but i just don't remember at all no she, my mom is like quite like big on Pakistani women and she she literally told us about like everyone she knew like she taught told us about Maniva Mazari what happened there you know the girl who's like in a wheelchair and she got in an accident oh wait actually I do think I know this yeah I told you about her yeah 
No, I know. There's like, that's what I'm saying. There's just a million and one different stories, like the three that we highlighted today. Yeah. But I hope you guys got that, you know, we should stand up for the women in your own house. That's a good start. Treat your wives, sisters, and mothers, cousins really well with lots of respect and love. And hopefully, you know, over time, there is a bigger society change in the way that women are treated, not just in Pakistan, but honestly, all over the world. Over the world, yeah, for sure. It's a huge issue, not just here, um, everywhere, literally. I don't, <laughs> I don't think I've seen like one country where it's like, okay to be a woman not yet but inshallah soon in the future yeah definitely i mean but we have spilled this very sad jai (laughs) 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 and hopefully we will see you guys next week with something a little bit more relaxing something that you can eat your biscuits and drink your chai too in peace your cake rusk (laughs) yeah your cake rusk (laughs) (laughs) all right and see you guys next time allah hafiz allah hafiz